Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. And I thought, man, I just love hard situations, hey? Or like, who just loves change? Or like uncertainty? Yeah, it's great, hey? I was like, I certainly, um, yeah, don't like that. Like, oh, like this really hard exam that's worth, you know, 70% of my grade and there's three other assignments going on right now and I'm just really tired. I'm trying to get to the end of the semester. It's great, yeah? <laughs> or like the changeover of management and leadership at work and like the excitement of every, wonder how many changes they're going to make. Wonder if they're just going to make it so much better or just pour fuel on the fire that's already happening. Like, or that medical test that comes back unclear. Like you need more tests and it could be life-threatening or it could be nothing at all. But the labs are busy for the next few months so you just got to wait. Like... I just feel like yuck, like just and like just a little bit stressed just saying those situations, let alone them like actually happening at the moment. But when hard things or uncomfortable things come our way, we often try and hide or shift blame or we get angry or we rant at someone or we try and take matters into our own hands. And if we think about actually going to God, we often try and just pray that that situation would just hurry up and go away. We, we don't want to deal with it. Yet the Bible says many different things. Like in John 16, it says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I've overcome the world. Or in 2 Corinthians 6, it says, We put no stumbling blocks in anyone's way, so our ministry will be won't be discredited rather we as servants of God command ourselves in every way in great endurance in troubles in hardships and distresses in beatings imprisonments riots so good in hard work sleepless nights and hunger great and just so we're really on the same page 2 Corinthians 12 But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sakes, I delight, delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. All right, so I don't think we can just try and brush off the hard times. They're going to come. And we are warned about it and we get many more examples in the Bible. Basically, sometimes it can feel like the whole world is against us. And we may want to avoid it at all costs. We may want to put the blame not onto us but onto someone else. We want to do everything to avoid it. But we are called to face it, not alone but with God. We are not to be surprised when things don't go our way. We are not to become woe is me when the hard things happen. So in James 1, 2 to 3, consider it pure joy, 
my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, many kinds, because you know that the testing of faith produces perseverance. Pure joy. I definitely know that is not my natural response, but the Bible is saying that it should be. So we've learned in this series that we are designed to be strong. We are designed to bend but not to snap, to be hit and bounce back. But what does this actually look like in our daily lives? How do we even go about doing this? So I thought, look at a few different verses and see how they can help us walk this out every single day. So the first one that I absolutely love in the book of Joshua 1, 7 to 9. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servants Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left or to the right, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it. So we're meant to be thinking of this book, of the Word of God, day and night. I had a um, chronic pain lecture this week and we something that I learned was that when someone's in chronic pain, something that can happen, not always, is that they focus on that area a lot. So say it's their shoulder, they focus on their shoulder a lot. And another word for that is that they become hypervigilant of that area. And research has now shown that the more we become hypervigilant on the pain in our body, that we actually change the structure in our brain, in our cortex, homunculus cortex, if you want to be precise. You can look it up. It's a funky little map of weird things. But that area in our brain becomes bigger, which means we focus on it more. It means we can be focusing on other things, but we can still be more aware of that pain area than we're meant to be. And I thought about this and I thought it's quite funny because the Bible already kind of teaches us a bit about this. You know, the Bible way long ago, research is just showing it. But the Bible taught us so long ago that instead of focusing on the really hard, challenging things at hand, to pick scripture up, to pick up the Bible, to play it over and over again in our mind and to actually speak it out. So the more that we declare the Bible over ourselves, and over the situation, because in Joshua it says to keep the book of the law always on your mind and on your lips, and that we know we can change the way we think, from Romans 12.2. But ultimately, we can be changing the situation as well through declaring the power of truth over it. So I remember when I was, oh, I must have been about 19, and I took over running our youth group. And it was three small churches combined. So not just one church, but three churches. And I started going to that youth group when I was 15. And I started leading at that youth group when I was 15. So although I didn't grow up from a tiny little baby in that church, a lot of people knew me when I was at school. They knew me when I was young. And when they thought about me leading, didn't necessarily think it was a good idea. I was like, she's too young, she's too immature, hasn't had enough life experience and whatnot. But the Bible verse that I always hung on to in that situation, and I just continued to speak out over me and over that, 
was Timothy 4.12, that do not let anyone look down upon you because you are young, but set an example to the believers in speech and conduct, and it keeps going on. And I believed that scripture, and I spoke it out over myself. And it got to the point where if you open my Bible, it says in the side of it, young and powerful. Because that is what I believed for myself over that. That is what God was calling me to. To the point where I even made a t-shirt for it, for my youth. And I've got this t-shirt that says young and powerful on it. And we did a whole teaching series on the different speech and conduct and things. So God was able to turn something that made me feel so diminished by people around me into something that not only helped me in that situation, but helped so many others. So that's one scripture. Let's have a look at a few other ones about what we can hang on to in trials. I love Philippians 4, 4 4-5. I'm going to say it again. So rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. So pray first and keep praying. So I love this passage as a little step-by-step. So if you're writing notes, write down your little step-by-step, which the lovely Louise Gilding taught me when I was having headaches for two weeks straight. And I realised it was because I was worrying and not giving it to God. So she taught me. Number one, we've got to pray. We've got to actually bring it to God, however that looks like for you. If you need to write it down, write it down. Every little thing, write down those steps. Give it to him. Give thanks. Sorry, step number two for those playing along. So give thanks for the promise over that situation. Thank you, God, that you're a protector. Thank you, God, that you will renew me. Thank you, God, that when I give my troubles to you, you will strengthen me. Speak the promise over it. If you don't know the promise, look up through the Bible or Google it. Like Google Bible verse for it. Hang on to that. Step number three, we kind of circle back. Every single time that thing and that worry comes back, give it to God. Just keep giving it to God. Do it again. And step four, choose to receive and walk in the peace. We have to continuously choose the peace. It is promised to us when we do this. We just have to keep walking in it. And sometimes that's multiple times a day. Sometimes that is so frequently that we just need to keep coming back to God. But that's okay. It's the fact that we keep coming back to God that matters. Another verse that ties into that one really well that I love is Ephesians 3.20, which says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. So if we don't actually come to God, like in that Ephesians verse, we actually don't allow God to have access to our lives. We don't allow space for God to work in that situation. And I love this Joyce Meyer quote from a book I just read about one prayer can accomplish more in one moment than I could accomplish in a lifetime. That's so cool. One prayer can accomplish more in one moment 
than I could accomplish in a lifetime. So for me, recently, I've had a few really tough weeks at work. Everyone has at work, to be honest. But for me, I had people challenging my character. I had people coming against like just who I was as a person and saying things that were just totally untrue. And I've had to clear it all up now and it's okay now. But in that time, like... I didn't know what to do. I was just feeling so, oh. But I was reminded of the promises of the Bible over my integrity and over peace. Despite the fact that people around me in the same situation were having sleepless nights, they were worrying, they were fearful of coming to work, I had peace every time I gave it to God. And there was one day that I forgot to bring it to God. There was one day I was just tired. I just, little thing happened, this other thing happened, a little thing. And I ended up, I had a full-blown meltdown for my whole hour lunch break to someone. And I can tell you, that was not me bringing it to God. That was me doing it in my own strength. And I felt so weak. I felt so tired. I was crying my whole lunch break. I didn't eat lunch either. Like, I was not good. So I felt weak. I felt tired. I just wanted to give up. I didn't want to keep working, but I realized that all the other times that I came to God, sometimes every hour at work, I was just going to God, I actually felt strong, I felt confident, and I had joy when everyone else did not, because I kept going to God in this situation, and I knew that I was giving him complete access, that he could do whatever he wanted in that situation. So another one to encourage us, particularly if you're just crying in the lunchroom for an hour or at home on the floor, is Romans 8.26. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know, when we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I love it that the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Sometimes everything is just too hard. Sometimes we just do not have words. But when we cry out to God, he will hear you. Even if they're not words, he will hear you. So turn to God. It doesn't matter if the words are pretty. It doesn't matter if they're put together. It doesn't matter if you're lying on the floor. God hears you. He sees you. And the Holy Spirit is interceding for you which means that the Holy Spirit is coming to God on your behalf. He's praying on your behalf. So I actually work as a physio and all day long I work with people who are in pain. Something is wrong in their body. They come to me to fix it magically. Magic hands is what you get called a lot. But I'll give you a secret about what is often going on in people's body. You guys can all be physios after this, I reckon. But often in their body, something is tight, need to stretch it. Something is stiff, they need to move it. What's the other one? Oh, something's weak and they need to strengthen it. That's pretty much always what's going on, right? You're all physios now. Come on. So that's basically the crutch of my four whole years of uni. Um, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but I will give people tools. They'll come to me, they're in pain, X, Y, and Z hurts, and I will give them tools. I'll give them, I'll talk at them for so long about all these different things they can do. I'll even write it down for them. I give them a little fun app that has little videos of like the different exercises that I want them to do. And the next week, they often come back and I'm like, how did you go with that? They're like, oh, I felt really good after you like massaged my leg or something. I was like, oh, cool. So how do the exercises go? Oh, I got too busy. Oh, I forgot. You guys know the story? If you've ever been to a physio? Yeah? Yeah? That, oh, thank you. Thank you. There are a few of you out there who do your exercises and we love you. <laughs> but when people don't do the things each day that I give them to do that helps them, their pain doesn't go away. Their issue doesn't go away. And it, sometimes when we get them better, if they don't come see me for a few weeks, their pain comes back because they're not doing anything about it. They haven't strengthened that area. I've just made it feel nice enough for a few weeks. So we know we need to go to God, right? To build true strength, to build daily strength, we actually need to go to God. Not just when we're feeling weak or in pain, but we need to go to Him daily. Like my patients who I just, I need them to keep getting stronger. I need them to stand up every 30 minutes, public servants, please, for your lower back. <laughs> Sometimes you need to do, they need to do their exercises once, twice, three, four times a day sometimes. Sometimes we need to go to God more than zero, one, two. Sometimes it's 10, 20 times a day to just keep going back to Him in every situation. It may feel like every 10 minutes, just, God, help me, and then go again. We need to be laying down our doubts, lay down our worries, our anxieties, and continuously just picking up His truth and walking in His strength. Little by little, step by step, just allowing ourselves to be strengthened by Him. Now, if you've got a phone or a notebook, I'm giving you permission to pull out your phone. Don't go onto Facebook, please. Not just yet. But I've got a list of 10 different things that I'm going to read out. And the amazing Primron, the amazing Primron has got the verses for every single one of them coming up on the screen. So I want you to pull out that phone or notebook and for the one that sticks to you, I want you to write it down. Write down that Bible verse or write down the thing that I'm going to say. And this week, when that issue comes up, speak it out. Speak out that Bible verse. Go back to that Bible verse each and every time. So, number one, when I feel anxious, you say to give my worries to you and I will receive your peace when I feel lonely you say that you will never leave me nor forsake me when I feel ugly you say I am fearfully and wonderfully made when I feel like a failure 
you say that you have plans to prosper me, not to harm me and to give me a hope and a future. When I feel stressed, you say to cast my burden on you and you will support me. When I feel weak, you say that when I trust in you for help, that you will renew my strength. When I feel forgotten about, you say that you have numbered the hairs on my head. When I feel like the world is getting dark around me, you say your word is the lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I feel like everyone is against me, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And when I feel like I'm at the end of my rope, you say that your grace is sufficient for me and your power is made perfect in my weakness. So if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, if you've never gone to God for your peace and your strength, I just want to give you an opportunity right now to accept Him so that you can come to Him as frequently as you want. He desires to know you as frequently and as closely as you desire. So if that is you right now, I just encourage you to pray this with us. We're all going to close our eyes and we're all going to pray this together. So dear Jesus, thank you that you're a God of strength and forgiveness. I turn from my evil ways of doing things and I choose your way. Thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sin. From this day forward, I choose to live for you. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.